It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, December 5th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that, honestly, I'm still kind of bummed out about that game on Saturday night. Like, the Flyers, they played well. Yeah, they probably deserved a better fate, but it's what happens. All right, we're going to get into that game, plus preview tonight's matchup against the Avalanche, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Scoresology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We've got a mailbag on Wednesday, so get those questions in. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, it was a heartbreaker mm-hmm. versus the Devils, I got to say. And in some ways, you know, the way Torts went about it post game with being very terse, uh, maybe wasn't the best approach, but his sentiment was accurate. They they played a really solid game defensively. Like they held the New Jersey Devils, who are atop the league, to 16 solid minutes without a shot on goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is impressive. No, it was. I, I think with Torts post game, I I think he was going to be mad at the media no matter what. I don't, they weren't dumb questions. He was just going to act like that. Yeah. But yeah, we all could see they they played a good game. It's just, you know, that was a, a shame because, like you said, the defense did clamp down first period especially. They were really good, and then, like you said, sixteen minutes without a shot is amazing against that team where they have so much puck generation and speed and neutral zone speed and all of that good passing so yeah they they did accomplish that what the part that i am getting salty about with um some people online is their expectations are so low in the toilet that they're just kind of like eh, you know they don't have anybody who could score anyhow but they do have guys who should be able to score they have three or four that are in the lineup now that should be scoring more and what i wrote in my article and also on online was, you know, Carter Hart didn't give up a great goal with the, uh, the miscue. And then even the rebound, even the rebound for Jack Hughes wasn't great either. Right. But at some point the team has to pick him up. And I felt like they could have picked him up to the point of at least tying that game. I wasn't asking for a win, but they should have been able to tie it to kind of let Carter Hart off the hook. And it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, Schmidt played a a really good game, I would say, in net for the Devils. But I I do think it was possible to win that game. And I think you're right. And, and, you know, I can understand. I don't think the Flyers have enough goal scorers on this team. I think they can use more. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's been the mantra for the past three years. Oh, we have goal scorers on this team. And I think there's been an internalized thing to say that we don't have that. Correct. And that we still don't have that. And, you know, maybe some of these guys won't work out 
you know, because they can't score goals, but they should be able to. I think you're right in, on that aspect of it. And I, I really feel strongly about that. And I think that one of the guys who needs to get on the score sheet more is Joel Farabee. Yeah. I, I really think that he, especially with Wade Allison out, like partway through that game, I was like, God, I wish Wade Allison was in this game. Like, I think mm -hmm. he could have been a difference maker in this game. And I feel like, you know, they're different style players. I, I, I totally understand that. But at the same time, I feel like Joel Farabee is a guy who can provide an offensive spark and maybe isn't quite up to where he should be this season. Right. So, you know, I've been watching him intently and I watched him, you know, way before he was a flyer. And what I don't see is the... um the mentality of I'm a goal scorer. That's what I do best. I'm going to make sure I get on the score sheet. I don't see that enough out of him every shift. Now, again, he had one goal taken away from him and, you know, right. Yes, that was goaltender interference, but I, at this point I always post, I don't try and guess anymore what goaltender interference is because it's just such a bad rule the way they have it written that I don't even <laughs> yeah. attempt to make it right or wrong. I just go with that. But with therapy, and you could see that that was going to sort of like let an anvil off his back if it went in and it didn't. So it's not like he's not doing good things in games, but I just feel like he's been right. more of a pass first guy as well, where he needs to actually score. He's one of those guys I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think one of the things or one of my theories about what's going on here is that some of these guys are so focused on systems and playing the right way mm -hmm. in the John Tortorella world that they're losing that creativeness to just take the shot. Right. So I, I do think that there's something to it in terms of the system that they're playing right now, that it it doesn't encourage that kind of going outside the box a little bit and so maybe some guys are a little scared to to do those sorts of things because it's not what you know what they're supposed to do right but at the same time like some of them have spots on the team to keep at this point and so they should just do it right yeah i mean what's amazing is for the good start that owen tippett was off to He's almost at the same numbers, same pace as last year. It's just that he's got a few more goals and a couple more points. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like he should be, you know, doing better than that. But, you know, I do think the power play, put, putting him on the other side, kind of screwed him up. And I, so I don't think the coaching staff did him any favors. Yes, they were sort of, you know, messing around with things. But, you know, again, sometimes too much tinkering is, is a bad thing too. But just as far as shots on goal, as an example, Tony D'Angelo, three. Now, he's a guy who's capable of scoring. He had three. If Scott Lawton has your most shots on goal with seven, guys aren't shooting enough as far as getting it on net. That's the way I look at it because we know Scott Lawton's going to get 10, 11 goals every year. But if he's the aggressor out there and shooting, you know, Kevin Hayes at five, that's fine. But Kevin Hayes still has issues, by the way, and I'll, I'll bring that up after. But but as far as Scott Lawton, he should never be leading your team in shots on goal, no matter what iteration of this team is. Yeah, he doesn't present himself as the player that should be that guy, and yet he is. And right. So, yeah, and I think you have a good point there about consistency because, you know, I was just looking at line data, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to Money Puck and mm – -hmm. So it's so you look at lines and it's funny because the default number of minutes together 
in order to have your results show is like, I, for, I forget what it is, but it's a decent number. And the only lines that the Flyers have above 50 minutes together this season so far are Hayes centering Tippett and TK and Hayes centering Farabee and TK. Yeah, That's she, it. There are, yeah. And I understand there are injuries, but when you don't have that consistency, I think some of that cre- creativity goes away because they're just adjusting to playing together. No, I think that's true. And, and I think, again... If you want to say, hey, we were we were kind of, you know, testing things around first part of the season, that's fine. But now it should be less testing around and you should have a better at this point. I feel like the coaching staff should know who are their guys, who are their temporary guys and who are the young guys that still maybe have a chance of having an impact on the team this year. And I don't feel like they know that. And I feel like they're behind on that. Another interesting data point out of that is that Sedlak is on the top two lines for uh, expected goals percentage for lines with more than 25 minutes together. And I'm like, oh, and he scored. Yes. So, uh, that, yeah. That well, like an interesting. What it proves point. is like Sedlak, you know, plays hard. Right. And mm-hmm. there's a thing that I always do. And it's not really I don't know if they really have a stat for it, but I always This is something I do with fantasy, but also in real hockey. And that is, if you give certain players enough minutes, they are going to get you points, more than they've ever gotten before, because they've never had those minutes before. But then if you start looking at the cost per those minutes, like how productive are those minutes, then that's when you realize, okay, that's why the guy has never been up there before, because while he will score for you if you have him on the second line, He's not going to score like an average second liner in the NHL. Right, right. And where is that differential? Right. right. And, and what's the cost benefit of that differential? Right. I think that's, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, I do want to say one nice thing about the Flyers. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of nit, not nitpicking, just talking about. Some well, there's improvement systemic. here, but yeah. Yeah, there's. Yeah, so I just want to talk about the special teams because I think they have been improving and they got a really nice power play goal in this they one did. with really good puck movement. And I was very impressed by that. It was clearly a planned play and it worked, which was good. Um, and then the PK was really great. Uh, they held the Devils to, I think, you know, two shots and a post yeah. overall in three penalty kills. And they got two shots of their own on the PK. And so I do want to call that out because it was good. Yeah. I mean, I did write about it. Delorier did a good job of penalty killing. And Connecty mm-hmm. uh, said after the game, they had been working on the power play. So you could see that. But again, while why I was complaining that the power play wasn't doing well enough was not because I was beating a dead drum and felt like, well, you know, there's no nothing here, but they could do better. It's because they could make a play like that. Those guys on the ice made a play like that. That means they can do it again, and that means they can do it again, and that means they should be scoring more on the power play. That's what I was beating the drum about because the potential is there. Even with these guys, even with what you right. you know look at as a downtrodden lineup, they still have some guys. All right. Well, we've got another game tonight against the Colorado Avalanche, and we are going to talk about them next. Today's episode sponsored by Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, 
optimized immune system and hated taking pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, and your focus. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, the Colorado Avalanche are in an interesting spot right now. Um, they just got thwacked real bad by the Bruins on well, Saturday Who doesn't? Night. Who doesn't? It's true. It's like the Bruins at home, I guess. That's just, but I, I expected it to be a lot closer. I'm going to okay. say. All right. Um, you know, that was not what I expected from that game at all. Uh, before that, they beat the Sabres, but then they got shut out five to nothing by the Jets and they won versus Dallas. It's been a struggle for them. And I, I think as, you know, Stanley Cup champions, um, they really, you know, have struggled with adjusting to the injuries, I think, a little bit in a way that I, you know, the Flyers have had a ton of injuries, but there's not much to adjust to relative to the Avalanche. But, you know, they have Landeskog and Helm are on LTIR. Shushkin uh, is very important. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Curtis McDermott, Shane Bowers on IR. Manson's uh, Manson. important. Yeah, just added to IR. He's week to week now. And uh, Bo Byram, Evan Rodriguez didn't travel on the road trip. Um, you know, th they're- It's a lot of injuries. It is. It's a lot of injuries. And so for a team that's a well-oiled machine to have to adjust to this may be a little bit more difficult in the grand scheme of things than a team like the Flyers to adjust to injuries because it's just kind of more plug and play. But Yeah, I think that's um, true. But, you know, aside from that, they're still seven and three in their last 10. They're in third in the division behind the Stars and Jets. And, you know, they're still an amazing team. <laughs> like with all of those injuries, they still have Nathan McKinnon, Mika Rantanen, Kale McCarr, Lekkanen. You know, they've got so many weapons on this team and it's going to be a, a real challenge I, I think a different challenge than the devils because they're a different style team but still I, I think something that is good for the flyers to experience yeah so i think you you have to look at joe sackett and give him a lot of credit for building depth mm -hmm. and they've also drafted well so they've done both and they've developed pretty well too so when you know when those things are working this is what it looks like the difference 
the, the Flyers game plan against the Devils was we're going to dump and chase even more than usual, even though we're not going to win the puck battle. We know we're not, but we're just going to try and keep the puck away from the Devils as much as possible and have them skate the whole 200 feet. And they did that, and it worked to some degree. You won't be able to do that against um, the Avalanche because McCarr is going to retrieve that puck every time, and you're going to have a hard just time skate stopping it the him. other way, and yeah, you won't even break a sweat. <laughs> right, and it's different than Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton's a, a talented defenseman, but nowhere near McCarr as far as, like you said, the skating ability. So that same game plan could fail the Flyers. They're going to have to adjust it slightly. There is no real accounting for McCarr. You could have three guys standing up, you know, right at the blue line there, and once he gets across, he's going to make a quick pass anyhow. So you're just going to have to lay off him a little bit and not give him too, too much room. But I think you have to give him space. I don't think you could play him tight. Yeah, I just think that, you know, it's it's going to be hard for the Flyers also because the abs have multiple lines, like you said, with the depth. And yeah. so, you know, if you have like one solid defensive unit like the Flyers do, yeah, you know, you can't put them out every shift. Right. So mm-hmm. other people are going to have to step it up defensively. And, you know, we were talking a, a little bit about, you know, trying to stick with that defensive structure. At, you know, to the detriment of offense. And I feel like this is another trap for that situation. Yeah. Where they're going to be so focused on defending against this team that they're not going to be able to generate their own offense. So I hope they find a way to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, they're going to have to generate offense against this team because you will – the Devils have been winning a lot of games, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the Devils, you know, they have Jack Hughes, who's tremendous, but – Colorado still has more game-breaking guys, even in their lineup, than the Devils do. And yep. even with injuries, they have guys that just are very, very talented. Devin Taves is another one who, again, you know, they got him, I think, for two seconds from the Islanders on a salary dump. And he's a guy who could run the power play and run it really well, but also skate the puck up the ice really well and make a lot of plays. So you have that going. Even JT Comfer now has really stepped up because he's had to. And I think he had yeah. a hat trick the other day for the first time. Uh, so, again, he had been looked at mainly as sort of like the defensive center, you know, good at faceoffs, can can really help shut down a guy. And and now he's showing, yeah, I've got offense too because he always did, but not maybe not like this. Maybe, you know, now that he's been asked to step up, he's found another gear offensively. So, you know, that's another guy. And so they still, matchup-wise, they're still going to be hard. You know, Lekkonen is going to be that guy that uh, is going to get under everybody's skin. So if there's a fight, it'll be with him and who knows with on, on the Flyers. Um, you know, Rantanen's Rantanen. I mean, it's easy to say, all right, McCarr, you can't keep off the stat sheet, but let's try and cover Rantanen. And it's almost as hard because he, you know, when he kind of goes down low, he's a big man with great hands. And he's a lot like Dreisaitl in that regard. And, he probably doesn't get credit for being almost as good as Drysaddle, but he is. I'm curious what you think of Alex Newhook. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been third line center for them, and you know he was a, a really good draft pick for mm-hmm. the Avalanche, but he's kind of been boxed out by so many other guys on that team, and it's been hard for him to find a spot. But with these injuries, you know he has had more opportunities and more minutes. And just curious what you think of his development. Yeah, his development's pretty good. I mean, he's a very good skater and puck handler. Uh, he is a guy that 
generally would score on the power play, but he's not going to sniff the power play. So right. when you're when you're a guy that has to produce everything five on five, he's not going to get uh, the same kind of numbers that you would expect him to get. But he could get that on another team. There's no question about it. But obviously they're not trading him because he's too valuable. No. So yeah, as a third line center, he is a guy that you have to watch out for because he he's very slippery. Uh, he also has a little bit of size and he's got a hell of a shot. So even as a third liner, yeah, you got to watch out for him. He he may not be you may not see the numbers on the stat sheet, but it's for the reasons I said. Right. Uh, we were talking about Lucas Sedlak in the yeah. previous segment. And of course, we know we picked him up from the Avs on yep. waivers. And so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we have a revenge tour game for him and maybe start a scoring streak you know, since he got that goal. Maybe. But, uh, you know, uh, I think Kiefer Bellows uh, picked it up against the Islanders a little bit. So maybe we'll get the same from Sedlak and the Avs and try to show up his old friends. Yeah, actually, and I misspoke. Newhook's only 5'10". I was thinking of somebody else with the side. I was probably thinking the Shishkin, but talking Newhook. But he is still, um, you don't really notice that he's 5'10". But yeah, as far as Sedlak, maybe he will have a revenge game. I mean, that could be a very good thing. Um, we'll see about that. I just think, I thought I saw more out of Travis Sanheim two days, two games ago. Now I'm seeing a little less. Uh, I think Risto has played really well. I know people are pointing out he has no points. I don't really care if he doesn't have a point the whole season. If he helps yeah. solidify a top pairing, that's a massive win for the Flyers because Tony Huge. D'Angelo was not going to do that. He he wasn't going to be able to um, solidify a top pairing for a whole season. We all kind of knew that, even though that's what Chuck Fletcher outlined and detailed when he signed him. So, so now I feel like D'Angelo, who they still want to play better defensively, and he will, but with a guy like Sealer with him, I feel like now is the time for him to turn up the offense. Like, this is it. I mean, Sealer's going to try and do the hard work for you. You might as well go and try and do more offensively because, you know, if you just play average defense, it's all we're asking. And, you know, sometimes it's a lot. But he could do a lot better offensively. Like, you know, he's not he's not scoring like a true offensive defenseman is at the moment. He needs to get hot. He has not gotten hot at all this year. Yeah, maybe this is a good time for yeah. him to turn it around a little yep. bit on that side of his game. Hopefully things will turn out well for the Flyers in this one. Uh, it's a good opportunity for another reset and to build off of the last game. Uh, it is Monday, so we are going to get to our nemesis of the week coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you are newer to Locked On Flyers, each and every Monday, Russ and I name the thing that is getting to us the most in the world of the Flyers or hockey, sometimes just life in general. Oh, I have a and, life one. I do. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. 
But uh, yeah, so we just try to like air our grievances and talk about what we're, you know, a little nervous about for the upcoming week. And last week I talked about kind of stopping the bleeding for the Flyers, but we had some really great teams to face and were we going to be able to do that? You know, mixed results in terms of, you know, finally breaking that losing streak, but, you know, having some disappointing results where the Flyers maybe could have won uh, was also not great. So I think this week it's the frustration that we have more tough teams to play (laughs) this week and that, uh, you know, despite playing well against the Devils, didn't get the result. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, for me, it's really just that frustration that come on, like, can't we get like a series of games where we feel like we can build some confidence here? The schedule gods did not comply with that request. No. So, uh, you know, we're facing the Avs, the Caps, Vegas, and the Oats this week and the Oats are winning some games. It's not like they're they a walk are. in the park right now. So no, but I, I get what you're saying, you know, and again, this is why what they did against the devils. They're capable of doing against every team. They just have to gain more consistency. And I just feel mm-hmm. like they're not all fully united yet with the message from Torts. That's what I think it is. Yep. When they do, then I think what you're asking for will happen. So my 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 uh, thing is going to be uh, this time of year is the infomercial time of the year. And so home shopping sometimes can be a source of comedy for me. Uh, Tony Little came out of the woodwork and was selling like a ridiculous vibrating board that you could stand on. And, you know, that was fun for 15, 20 minutes. And Curtis Stone now seems to be owning that channel. And he's and he does it. He doesn't even have to be there. You don't even have to be there anymore. Now they just pre-record it and they have the host sort of talk around it uh, like they're together. And it's kind of weird, but it says previously recorded. But But this is the big thing. He made a mortal mistake in the food world. He has this waffle maker and he's making waffles and he's like, you could put anything in these waffles. And he put lox and cream cheese in the waffle. And I'm no. sorry. There is. And, and, and he cut it and he's like, look, it's great. Everybody likes this. And I tweeted that he just killed Sunday morning breakfast forever for a lot of people because that has never been a combo and will never be a combo. It is not the a bagel is not the same as a waffle. That's what we have to get at. This is true. Wow, that's a big yeah, grievance. I know that that is that is huge. Um, I'm I'm more <laughs> like honestly shocked that you would watch an infomercial long enough to have a grievance. Oh, because we were laughing. No, no, we were laughing. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's why. Like I don't. Know, it was a good man. source of comedy. All right. Uh, wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. Uh, you know, our, our ECHL team, the Reading Royals, have been playing really well. Uh, they've won 10 of their last 11 games, and they've been a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, with the minor league, obviously, they do a lot of like specialty jerseys. And, yes, and they promotions. do a lot of them. They do a lot of them. And the one they did most recently was a Margaritaville jersey. And it is so great. Uh, I put a link to it in the show notes. And um, they were auctioning them off, but the auction is now closed. Sorry, I didn't get this to y'all before it closed. (laughs) But, uh, you know, they're still like spectacular to look at. And they did some promos with players like actually drinking margaritas, like with sunglasses while skating around the ice. It was Uh, very cool. Very, very cute. I love it. I love all those extra jerseys that they do. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. 
But we do have to give the Reading Royals credit here. I mean, they were a playoff team last year, mm-hmm. and they're sort of looking like it this year. And that is a good thing to be affiliated with a team that's winning. It is. It's good to have one of your affiliations doing really well like that. It really is. All right. That will do it for today. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to recap tonight's game against the Avalanche. We'll do our weekly Phantoms check-in. Kind of a mixed bag, but with some interesting notes to talk about from this past weekend. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Uh, We've got a mailbag Wednesday, so you can tweet us your questions or send us a message on Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.